Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochilpreno. Hello, Andrew Scott Ruther. Come on, Thomas. Thomas. Hold on, let's see if I could... That's amazing. Mikey's middle name, also Thomas. You're Joseph Paul, right? No, I'm not. Patrick. Ah, I was close. Yeah. Wait, Mikey is also Thomas? Michael Thomas Prano. Another another Mikey Andy crossover. I know. <laughs> Mikey Andy crossover. Born what year were you born? Eighty one. Mikey. You're retarded. Mikey. Can't say that in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I, I, I can say it about my brother and my podcast co host because I know for a fact that you have retardations in your brain. That you are not mentally ill. You are not you don't have any sort of handicap. You just have brains that work at a retarded pace. Well, would you have said that before or after my brain injury? Uh, both, honestly. I actually you you're the only guy who ever had a brain injury and whose life completely turned around after. Thank you. I think that is a compliment. Yeah. Remember you're just living here, no no bed frame, shit on the floor, white walls, just Occasionally going out and having too many Jack and Cokes. You know, it was accessible. Cargo shorts. <laughs> well, not just that. My social life, my professional life. Yeah. Everything got better. How many episodes of the Dirty Sports did we do pre-denting? 12 or something. I could be completely wrong. I did have a brain injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Memory suspect. Yeah, I do. I We'll always say that. Our first, we started right around Super Bowl. No, I correct. We, oh, we've done this before. I the, know. The first episode ever was right after the Seahawks clinched the Super or the Super Bowl berth over the 49ers. Right. That's and when Richard won, and then they won that Super Bowl. Against that was the, the Super Broncos. Bowl they won. Right. So when Richard Sherman went off uh yeah. during the Aaron Andrews interview. Yep. That was our first episode. Yeah. And because of that, because you started a podcast right when Russ won his Super Bowl, you'll just like you'll just love him forever. It's like you know, I heard uh, that's just ridiculous. I heard something recently. I forget whose podcast I was listening to. It might have been when I was doing research for my Paul Shirley episode. I heard him on a podcast talking about um, you have. Like, everybody loves the music that they listen to in high school, and the reason is because, like, there's, like, a scientific reason why you actually think that's the best music ever. Because you were, like, going through so much emotionally and physically, and, like, so you're—so everybody, like, I'm always, like, oh, Wu-Tang Clan, Pearl Jam, like— Yeah. But but what's funny is, like, actually, I'm wearing my—I'm wearing my—the Strokes shirt, uh— that I got in 2001. Um, this, this, the Strokes' first album is probably like the album I listened to the most, just like over and over and over again. But that also happened right in 2011, 2001, right after 9/11. I was in New York, so it was like there was a lot happening emotionally then too. But my point is, the same way people love the album that they had in high school, you'll always 
be a rust defender because he was the quarterback of the Super Bowl champs when the Dirty Sports Podcast started. No, I first of all, I wasn't huge. That's actually not true at all. I started jumping on Russell Wilson's train when he kept performing and kept playing great. Uh, again, I, I th- this is one of those myths, and I've had this conversation, by the way, with – I don't want to name names. Some of your good friends. Some oh, your- I already know. Andy Lazarus and I already talked about it. Not only Andy, and I don't want to throw uh, throw him under the bus. I've had I've had not recently, but years ago, probably two years ago. I've had extended text message exchange with Guy Guy Fiorito. Yeah, he's Great. like he he'd be like, I don't get Prano's, you know, his animosity towards Russell Wilson. I don't have any animosity. I actually I was on the Russ Wilson train early, but then I. Saw the light when I saw, oh, stats go up, wins go down. Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, cool MVP, bro. Your team sucks. Stats go up, wins go down. A lot of people are talking about Manu Ginobili over the last couple weeks. Oh, Manu Ginobili this, Manu Ginobili that. It's like Manu Ginobili is a fucking 15-point-a-game scorer. But Manu Ginobili knew his fucking role. Yeah, but by the way, that's not necessarily true. If you look at, uh, and we are not going down this again, we just disagree. Uh, Russell Wilson, not last year, but the year before last, when he had insane numbers, the year Cam Newton won the MVP, dude, talk to anybody. The only reason they even make the playoffs that year is because of Russell Wilson. I'm talking post-Marshawn Lynch. You know, in a D that's getting older. I mean, look, this year could well, be Well, the only reason they made the playoffs that year is because they were in the NFC West. Pre, a Jeff Fisher NFC West. A fucking Carson Palmer NFC West. A, a, a Literally, who was quarterbacking the 49ers? Fucking, that was when they had Colin Kaepernick benched for Blaine Gabbert. Like, you made, he won the division. It wasn't a fucking two seed. Let's not forget the four interception you know, he didn't win the division that year. Actually, okay, the, the Cardinals did because they that played. Was, that they, was when that was when they, Carson Palmer had four picks in the playoff game because they played a road game to start at at Atlanta. Anyway, we can disagree. Look, I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. I stand by it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough year though. I will say it's like how I'm a big fan of Weezer's fucking Blue album. You know what I mean? I'll never I'll never let it go. Just like. Buddy Holly, I'll stand for Buddy Holly. But, forever. but again, Joe, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll trust the opinions of. You know, guys like Andrew Hawkins who have always put him in his top five, guys who played the game. I'll, I'll trust those guys. You know, you yeah. know n- nothing, nothing, nothing against you, but right. the guys who played at the highest level, most of them all have Russell Wilson in their top five. Yeah, most of them all have most every basketball player that ever played the game has Jordan, has Kobe. It's crazy. By the way, did you see NBA the, players love Carmelo Anthony? They they all want him on their team. Did you see the end? Uh, did you see the very the post creds, or I guess during the creds, I should say, of Hard Knocks? Which part? With the Kobe LeBron discussion. Yeah, but it was a little confusing. I there was a it wasn't and, even, and Jordan. It wasn't even really they were they were referring to R and B singers. They were riffing. Yeah, but they were also talk like it was it was how they compare to R and B guys, and honestly, I just don't. I give zero fucks about R and B. Like, well, I mean, we're talking about Michael Jackson and Chris Brown, and and uh, who was the other one? Usher. Yeah. Like, no. As far I know nothing about R and B. First of all. And uh, I don't think Michael Jackson was an R and B singer. I was gonna say I wouldn't consider him R and B. Michael G- Michael Jackson is 
the king of pop. Yeah. Also probably had sex with multiple children. But he would have been 60 years old today. Yeah. But that that was a do game. You th- do you think he banged kids though? Uh, I think he had sexual interactions with children. Like jerking kids off? The, yeah, jerking kids off, sleeping naked with them, like yeah, you know, who knows, who cares? Michael Jackson like where there's smoke there's fire, you know what I mean? And that dude was a fucking smoke factory. <laughs> like that dude, that dude was a two smokestacks. Like there's a lot of smoke. <laughs> People died of smoke inhalation just being around him. Dude's a wildfire. The yeah, ba- fucking in the fucking dude, San Fernando Valley. I don't know if there's a fire, but I know that that shit was smoky as shit. That's the mayor. Oh, the mayor coming in hot. He, he definitely laid naked with children. You're a lawyer. Get in here. Tell us your thoughts. <laughs> um, but like then they're comparing. That to me, that's like comparing. You know, LeBron James to hold on real quick. Manage Ginobili real quick. I love that he can hear us as he's walking through the courtyard. Do you think all of the apartments here are like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? No, most people can probably hear it as they walk through. But also the mayor's clearly tuning in. You know what I mean? He's physically tuning in as he walks by. He's like, yeah, they're doing dirty sports. I can see the lights. I'm trying to get him on Dent Report. Yeah. He's being very elusive. He's a lawyer. Smart. He's he's well. That's the problem. Yeah, he has a job. But uh, to go back, like I mean, are we really talking about Chris Brown and and Usher and how they compare to Michael Jackson? Well, it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting to have them in that conversation. It is. Yeah, agreed. And again, I'm like you. I'm no R and B expert or pop expert, but but uh, here's the thing: I'm not a pop fan. I'm not an R and B fan. Right? Here's Here's the Usher songs I can name. Uh, you know, fucking... Usher's one- good, though. Okay, but hold on. The one with Little John? Yeah. Is that what that song yeah. was called? Yeah. And then, uh, make me want to leave the one I'm with, start a new relationship. You know that one? Came out when I was a sophomore in okay. high school. I don't even know the title of that song. So that's two. That's what I got. Chris Brown songs? I cannot name a single Chris Brown song. Now, you want me to name Michael Jackson songs? <laughs> You can, you, can, you can name a Chris Brown song. The one he did. I with, actually cannot. The one he did. See if you can name it. With Lil Wayne and Busta Rhymes. No idea what that is. Look at me now. Still don't know it. Look at me now. I'm getting paper. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. I've heard it. Didn't know Chris Brown was involved at all. Yeah. he's he. It's his song. Great. With, with two rap cameos. Amazing. How many Michael Jackson songs can I name? A thousand. You think I can name 30? I think I could name 30. Like Name 10 right now. I mean, Billie Jean, uh, Black or White, uh, Man in the Mirror, uh, Thriller. Uh, I mean, we could keep going, right? Like, how many How many do we fucking need to name? It's not you, even... You cl- struggled there, though, Brandon. You stopped at about five. I mean, yeah, but like... Fuck. You want me to name Michael no, Jackson songs? No, it's fine. It's fine. My point is, I can't name... I just named more Michael Jackson songs than I named two of theirs. That's just off the top of my head. Do you but, know what but I'm saying? That's my point. That's why I said it's disgusting. It's, it's millennial NFL players who don't understand how great Michael Jackson was. And again, king of pop. Anyway, you, let's get into Hard Knocks. We're talking okay, about it let's already. Do it. 
Episode I, four. Yeah, I have a theory on hard knocks. Go for it. I have it. a theory on the Cleveland Browns. Go for it. I think it. the Cleveland Browns are going to stink, and I think it's going to be 100% because of Hugh Jackson. I think they actually have a lot of talent. I've said this before. But I also think that the coordinators of the Cleveland Browns were carefully picked as the replacements. No. I think they're two great coordinators. Yes. Like two almost like modern day, like currently legendary coordinators. Like if you think like you can think of you can think of championship teams that both of them have been coordinators on. And then who was Todd Haley a championship coordinator on? The Steelers? Wasn't he? Wasn't he there a while? No, because he was the Chiefs head coach. When they how long ago? I don't think I know Greg Williams won a title. You know, that was the infamous Bounty Gate right. season. Yeah. I'm gonna look up. I don't think Todd Haley, I could be wrong. I don't think he won a title. Let me pull it up here. I mean, okay. Yeah, he didn't. So he was he was the Chiefs coach from 2009 to 2011. He was you're right. He was the Steelers a while, 2012 to 2017. He okay, ju- so, so not he just even, missed. It. Not even the not even the Super Bowl team. Yeah, not even the Super Bowl team against the Packers. But I'll say this: I, I regardless, think, he's a good coordinator. But I think Haley and Greg Williams are personalities that franchises don't necessarily want to give a head coaching job, even though they probably deserve it. Like, if you look at what the Steelers have done the last five years offensively. It's been great. How is he not a head coach? How do all of these guys get head coaching jobs and he doesn't? So I almost think that they picked two guys. I said this on Dirty Slides today. I think this is a a Trump-Pence situation. I think they put a guy, they put two guys behind Hugh Jackson that they can't promote. So I think they're going to be terrible. And they have two good coordinators, but two good coordinators they can't make head coach. Look, I'm gonna, I am gonna—I don't want to change that much because I know everybody starts drinking the Kool-Aid on hard knocks. But we had that over under five. Eh, they might win six or seven games. Based on what did you see this episode that makes you think that? You saw Baker Mayfield throw a fucking a, a garbage interception? No, one of the things you've just been talking about. I knew they were good, but I like both Haley and Greg Williams. And they both are more qualified to be the head coach than the head coach. But they're still— And they're all beefing with each other. Yeah, but it still looks like they're calling a lot of shots. Like, we, we all know Hugh Jackson's an offensive Haley guy. Haley was yelling at fucking Jarvis Landry for not running a full pattern. And Jarvis Landry was right. That ball was 10 yards out of bounds. Well— Greg Williams is going to do whatever the hell he wants on defense. I think that those guys are championship quality coordinators, and they're suddenly going to have a fucking mediocre team, and the shit's going to go off the rails. So you don't, you still don't think they win six games? No, I don't. I think Hugh Jackson at this point, and I already didn't like Hugh Jackson as a coach. I think he's a joke. He, I think he's a joke. He comes off as a fucking joke. He comes off like. He doesn't give a single shit what happens. Well, I would disagree. I don't think it's that Hugh Jackson doesn't give a shit. I just think he's kind of the pushover 
not a big disciplinarian, you know, a disciplinarian. He seems lost. Did you see Tyrod Taylor's wrist in that game? Why was why did he go back in that game? Well, I was going to bring that up. Why did he go back in that game? There, there's no reason for Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor to be going back in that game. No reason at all. Why did he? Because Hugh Jackson's an idiot. Right. So their head coach is an idiot. I just don't know why you risk that. Why are you risking your starting quarterback? And guess what? You put on the rundown this about Hard Knocks. We haven't seen any cuts. Yes. Is he cutting people? (laughs) Are we sure Hugh Jackson's cutting people? He's like, I'm going to give you one more chance. You get a mulligan. You get a mulligan, Andy. Well, the reason I put it on the rundown was because every year in Hard Knocks. The best part is them cutting people. Wouldn't you agree? This is the first year in my memory, at least recently, well, they're not cutting people up into the final week. Tuesday's the final episode. But there are like there are rules about you having to get down to certain numbers, aren't there? There are. So, so they, he has been cutting people. So he has been cutting people. And we're just not seeing it. Again, this must be the producers of HBO saying we don't want to show it. Why? Because they don't think those are interesting storylines. I, I think it has more to do with the entertainment. Because he's going like, it's not you, it's me. Um, you know, I just, I just think that I'm not ready for a relationship with a middle linebacker. I think uh, I'm still finding myself. I don't. And there, he's like, what? What? What's happening? Am I getting cut? He's like, uh, this is your mulligan, but we're going to need a playbook. And he's like, I don't. Is Did I? Am I getting cut or not? And he's like, all right, good talk. Like, I'm good surprised Caduce is still there. Everybody's surprised everybody's still there. Because he's a fourth stringer. You don't need four tight ends up until the final week. He can't cut people. He's not qualified to be head coach in the NFL. <laughs> he has four quarterbacks. I almost want to make a bet with you, though, that they win six games. Have you? S- we have Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod. Did you see? And I put this on the Twitter Tell-Rod. feed. Yeah. Did you see what fucking yeah. Troy Aikman called him? We got Baker Mayfield, Troy Aikman number called him one Tyrod. overall pick. Drew We're- Stanton. We have not seen a single word from in the entire yeah. four episodes of I, Hard Knocks. I, I was thinking about that. The producers want no part of Drew Stanton. No, the four stringer. Broken. How, how many quarterbacks are you going to keep on broken. your team? Well, this fucking broken guy. Well, Brogan's getting cut. When? <laughs> He's a <in> four quarterbacks. <laughs> you, have, you signed a starter. You drafted a number one overall pick, and you're keeping two more guys on your, <laughs> your roster. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I I'd never seen a team with four. That going would be in. like when we had Trevor and EJ, but also we had Shabelli and Maddie was interning and Tug was waiting in the hall. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? Okay, we don't need all these people. Uh, I don't know, man. I but but again, can they win six games? No. Could they? Yeah, I think they're extremely talented. They got talent, man. On both sides of the ball. Yeah. But then again, but again, that's my point. If I like the coordinators, and, and if and if Hugh Jackson kind of sits back and lets the coordinators each handle their own Dude, side of the ball. The NFL, every team is super talented. Every team is super talented. I mean, they're deep. They're deep at receiver. They're deep at running back. We all know they're deep at quarterback. Yeah. But but now but you're saying they're deep at receiver. 
They have Jarvis Landry. They have a guy who hasn't played in five years, and they have a rookie. Are they that deep at receiver? Well, I also like the tight end. I like uh, the second-year second guy. I like yeah. him. I think, I think he's got potential to be pretty good. Yeah. The defense, dude, the defense, though, I mean, Miles Garrett's a beast alone. Yep. He was also wearing a fucking... <laughs> He's also wearing like the uh, Aunt Jemima thing. Aunt Jemima fucking <laughs> rap yesterday. Well, Hugh Jackson was pretty funny about that. He was in a funny moment. Now, I know we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers later. And I know in 2018 that you're not allowed to do this. But the Aunt Jemima rap and the jazz and Miles Garrett's soft spokenness. <laughs> I'm not even allowed to say things in 2018. I'm just saying. What are you getting at? I brought up Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> What are you getting at? I could bring up Odell Beckham. I'm just saying. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dirty sports exclusive. I'm are not you say- are you alluding that Miles Garrett might be a homosexual? I didn't say you just said it. Well, you just brought up Aaron Rodgers and you brought up an Aunt Jemima rap. You brought up well, jazz music does not make you gay. <laughs> when you're on the field for practice? Who's like, hey, put on some fucking Louis Armstrong. I need a little trumpet to get hyped. <laughs> it was funny seeing the players' reactions to that. Just like, all right, everybody, get in the huddle. <laughs> what a wonderful world. Like, what the fuck is happening? I don't care what he is. The dude's a beast, man. It's a bold claim right now. I didn't make a bold claim. I'm just saying there's some suspectness going on. He did have that gay man six-pack. You see me without a shirt? Gay dudes are shredded. <laughs> now, that's offensive. Gay dudes are shredded. A lot of Well, where we live, yeah, I see a lot of cut-up gay dudes that are cut. He was fucking sh- There wasn't an ounce of fat on his and body. And then Hugh Jackson tried to give him shit for the Andrew Mima thing, but didn't give him shit. Well, he backed off. The whole weird fucking thing, yeah. You know why he backed off? Because he's a little bitch. Hugh Jackson's the weirdest dude on the planet. Hugh Jackson backed off because he said his mom gave it to him. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I don't, I don't want to make fun because his mom gave it to him. And I'm Hugh Jackson, and I'm not allowed to say anything offensive to you anybody. You hate every coach from Hard Knocks. It's pretty funny. I, but I, I actually have a theory that like a, a good coach would never be on Hard Knocks. I know they don't have a choice, but first of all, that's new. And second of all, yeah, like you're already being pushed over. Like no one wants cameras in their locker room, right? Yeah, but a lot of times we've already discussed this. A lot of times these guys already have it. All these teams are getting filmed nonstop anyway. This is different. Hard Knocks is your whole training camp is on HBO. But you know what I'm saying? There's films around these guys all the damn time. Yeah. This is different. I mean, did you did you watch uh, The Shop? I didn't. I That's all I asked you to do. I asked you to watch The Shop. I love this. I love You asked ma- me to read the rundown. I asked you to watch you The Shop. You didn't read the rundown. Did you read the rundown? No. If I when, did, I would have. Hold on. I, hold on. I, if I did, I would have known you didn't watch The Shop. <laughs> when is the last time you read a rundown that I sent to you? Start to finish? Start to finish. I don't know. Probably Russ's Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't even think you were doing rundowns then. You were mailing them to me. 
I'm not my dad. Um, Odell Beckham talked about being. He he said he feels like a zoo animal. That people yell that he should dance when he's just out in public. So I get it that these guys have a lot of eyes on them and a lot of pressure. But he, this is also like we know not just about Odell or the Odell of the Cleveland Browns, which would be like a Jarvis Landry. We know about fucking the white DN who's teaching guys fucking about interest. Carl Nassib. Yeah. Like we know about everybody. That dude's great, by the way. He's a great character on this this season. Uh, The YouTube comments are on fire, by the way. Big shout out to everybody on YouTube. Point to that camera, Prano. Let them know what's up. I see you guys. Uh, Any good comments? I like that you go, the YouTube comments are on fire, but then you're like, that's it. <laughs> Moving on. Well, I'm just trying to read. This is why we need an intern. Yeah, I agree. Well, well, first of all, I'm glad you brought that up. The intern situation, we need to address it. We have not forgotten about it. It's just Prano leaves. So Shabelli is off to Spain. I'm having lunch with him tomorrow. Amazing. I, uh, I said, I said, uh, I said, Shabelli, I want to take you to lunch. Come down to Venice. He leaves Saturday. You know, he's going to where I, he's going the exact yeah, same t- school. Yeah, we talked about it. Right? So I, I want to give him some pointers. And then uh, Trevor works for ESPN now and at a wine bar in Burbank, according to the text he sent me when I was at Flappers a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, Trevor went from no jobs to multiple jobs. This guy. Did he? <laughs> And then did he? And then is he really working at ESPN? Is he working a wine bar? Who knows? Where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> and then where's EJ? Have we ta- have we talked to EJ lately? He's got a full job. Did they put a wall around EJ? Well, yeah, Trump got to him. <laughs> yeah. He's done. They but separated him from his parents. They did. He's they living did. in a small cage. They did. I want to get to the people who actually want the internship. Great. One, when we get back, but I'm going to be gone for a minute. Yeah. Because I'm going to Cincinnati after Chicago. Then we're going we're gonna to flesh this all out. We have people who are vying for it. Yep. My DMs have still been getting... Uh, Messages about there's like four or five dudes who want to be our intern. So we'll set it up. We will set up the Photoshop, video editing, pool volleyball. I don't know what else Prano had planned. I've got a bocce court that's about to be a, a fresh bocce court that's about to be put in on a house on uh, over over by Lincoln Place. Play a little a little bocce tournament. Also, just a full on UFC like Royal Rumble style. Like last man, like last man standing. <laughs> how how long do you want this thing to be? Ten events. Ten events. A decathlon. It's unbelievable. If a dude who became a chick could win a gold medal at it, then the fucking interns can do it. Oh man! Open water swim. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying to now. The comments are coming in hot for Trevor. Oh, Some shade. Well, you, I mean, you threw. You started the shade. You were a big fucking. You you were basically an umbrella. I didn't start shade. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm pulling from what you said earlier about Michael Jackson, where there's smoke, there's fire. Just saying, suspect. (laughs) Wow, just 
just shading Trevor. I'm not shading anybody. It seems like you're shading Trevor. Just saying. Seems like you're a big old shade fan. I am the sheriff of Savage Town, and I'm always investigating. CSI never ends. Should I announce real quick the winners of the Madden 19 video game now that we're doing in-house stuff? Yeah, let's do it. You announce that. I'll get another Miller Lite. Uh, you get another Miller the Lite. The official sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. How's that working out, Prano? How's that working out? It's working out fantastically. Have it. It's delicious. Tastes different because it's brewed different. All right. A fine Pilsner. Can the we, original light go beer. Get, go get a fucking beer. All right. So as you guys know, we ran a giveaway contest to get the Madden 19 video game. Uh, and sadly, somebody decided to shoot up Jacksonville when I'm running this contest. So, uh, of course, my luck would happen like that. Anyway, there is no relation to that. I just had to throw that out there. I just had to put that out there. There is no connection. But I did draw the winners for our contest. Now, they were randomly drawn. It's all computer generated. So the three winners, and you each get a Madden 19 video game. They are, let me pull this up. Zach Aceves, A-C-E-V-E-S. Aceves. That's right, Zach Aceves. We have two Zach winners. Zach Trait, what are you looking for? A koozie. A koozie? Oh, there. I put them in the. Uh, yeah. There's another Zach. No, no. I put them. I put them below. Sorry. I had so many koozies. Anyway, the second Zach winner is Zach Tracy, and the third. And the third Zach. Final. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm trying to do it. We're, this is gonna sound great for the audio. The third and final. Winner of the Dirty Sports Madden 19 contest is Drew Meyer. I don't know any of those dirt balls. Well, I know two of them. I know Zach and Drew. You're just not a you're not a good you you're not a man of the people. I'm a man of the I am a man of the people. That's unbelievable that you would even dare say that. I am. I know two of those guys. Actually, you bring up a good point. Who knows more dirt balls? I think I do. By name? Like, like, recognize him, yeah. Oh, yeah, you for sure. So I'm a man of the people. Yeah. Don't care. Okay. Well, you, you got you got defensive there for a minute. No, but I'm a man of the people. The dirtballs I know, we have conversations. We have fucking, we have deep relationships. I remember, there's like 30 dirtballs in a message. I still am in that every day. You were like, fucking mean girls, fucking bitch-ass crew. I got a gang of people that fuck come stomp you out, bro. No, you don't. I got don't. dirt balls that would stomp you to death. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. Let's test it out in Chicago. Who's going to stomp me to death? <laughs> Jeez, please don't say this. I'm putting it out there. Who's going to stomp me to death in Chicago? Uh, everybody on Twitter, uh, please tweet at Andy Ruther if you would stomp his teeth out if I, upon my request. I'll retweet all of them. <laughs> Dude, we didn't finish Hard Knocks discussion, by the way. What else do we got to talk about? Are people already saying they'd stomp you out in the YouTube comments? I feel like they are. Well, I, I'm not looking at them. Um, a lot about the, 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 it's, it's the questions for you about beer. Anyway, dude, did they, have, did they put on whiteface when they were Todd Haley in the sketches? 
I actually fell asleep during the rookie Damn. symposium or whatever it is, the I rookie ke- the rookie show. I woke up to I kept rewinding it. And I I, I could have sworn when the dude played Todd Haley, he was in whiteface. I mean, it was definitely a black guy who was playing him. Of course. I actually woke up to that and he was turned and I saw he had black legs. I'm just saying, 2018, you can't be doing whiteface. But you can actually. I like I'm going to have to go back and review this. Dude, because- you got to go back and watch it. I could have sworn he wore the bucket hat that Todd right. Haley wears. And I put it into Twitter, Todd Haley, Haley Whiteface. Did you? It had no searches. That's what I was just about to put in. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll hear from the YouTube comment section. I, I don't know if I was the only one who missaw it. I, re- I rewound it a couple times on my TV. <laughs> What's going on? I, I put it, of course, I pulled up Twitter to try to search it, and Dylan Beverly Mata said, I usually just troll you, but I'd stomp you out with my fake knee. With his what? With my fake knee. So Mata would fucking Of course stomp he you would. Uh, we should talk about the Browns, though, not hard knocks related. Is it is it Michael or Mikhail Kendricks? I believe it's Michael. Mike, Michael, Michael, Michael Kendricks charged with insider training. Not going to work here anymore. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> insider training, insider trading. I should yeah. say. Yeah. You're gone. I mean, multiple things here. First of all, like insider trading isn't who's not doing insider trading. Who's investing in the stock market. Also, uh, we're cutting guys for white collar crimes now. I just fully don't understand insider training. Trade. I can't even fucking say it. Insider trading is when you have information about a company about a company that shouldn't be public, and then you make a decision on your stocks based on that. So, for example, if Dirty Sports was a publicly traded company, and I slid into the Mean Girls chat. And I said, hey, guys, you should all sell your dirty sports stock right now. I'm going to announce on next Monday's show that I'm leaving. And the stock's going to plummet. And they all they all sold. Why do you keep taking digs at me? I, just for example, that's just a hypothetical all situation. All these digs at me. Just a hypothetical. And YouTube is on fire about people <laughs> who want to stop me. Dear God. Dude wrote, I choke slam Ruther since he's <laughs> Melvin Melvin writes, I choke slam Ruther since he's like five three. I don't know who Melvin is, and he doesn't seem to care that I don't know who he is. You've probably traded DMs with him. He's like I choke slam him because he's five three. I'm fucking five nine and a half, bitches. Classic short guy throwing in that half inch. That's for sarcasm. Yeah. Look, but I mean, I get it, guys. You all want to kick my ass for some reason, even though I fucking am the one who puts this shit out. But whatever. I'll sleep well at night. <laughs> will you? I will. I'll just finish 12 Rules for Life. I'm but a better that's, person. Uh, is that a Jordan Peterson book? Oh, it's a great book. You should read it. Is it Jordan Peterson? Yeah. That's hilarious. Drink. Just, <laughs> if Ruther, Ruther mentions Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan, drink. In fact, I am uh, Jordan Peterson is coming back here. I missed when he was here last time. He's coming back. I'm going to go see him live in December. You should come with me. I have no interest. 
Zero. Is it, why? You don't want to become a better person? How does he even make me a better person? Through his spoken word, Joe Prano. Isn't he pro-monogamy and religion? Sorry, you're out. No, but see, <laughs> again, you sound like, by saying those things, you sound like every person you don't like on Twitter who just pulls things. He, that's, so, that's not what he said. Okay. What he has said is, historically... He's a factual guy, which I like. Civilizations that use monogamy, there's way less violence. There's way more order. That's what he said. So he bases it off actual facts. Okay. And how about religion? He doesn't, in his new is book. He, uh, is he, because I can't imagine that the, the uh, societies with religion tend to have more order. No, well, in his new Unless, book... Unless, of course, ordering kids to bend the fuck over and have have sex with old men is is an order. Well, his... No, he doesn't... In his book, he, he brings religion into it, but he brings it into it in a philosophical or psychological way. He doesn't... He doesn't say, I'm uber this or uber that. And I think it's a great way to look for someone... Like to look at Bible passages, but anyway, I don't want to fucking get down this. This is a conversation. I think I absolutely think people should look at Bible passages because the best way to burn something is by opening it up and lighting it on fire from the center. Yeah, but again, this is you and I are just going to disagree. Yeah, a hundred percent. You you come across like a fucking asshole when you do this. Yeah, I know. I hate kids getting raped. But again, you're, I hate you're, countries getting bombed. I'm that kind of fucking asshole. Yeah, but but again, you're you're taking something. Y- Things aren't black and white. Agreed? No. Fucking kids. It's pretty black and white. It's okay, pretty bad. Okay. But, I, but I'm most against of, it. Most of, most of life isn't black and white. So my point is, if you took a passage out of a book that could be used for good and can be used for good for, for a group of people or for an individual, you can't just say, oh, that book sucks. Well, isn't, isn't the rule like if something would be – everybody stumbles upon a good point. But it's like if you say something horrible, then that shit should be thrown the fuck out, right? Well, not necessarily. Like Hugh Jackson could run at some point. He's going to call a play this year that goes for seventy-five yards. He should get credit go, for that. But if they go four and fucking twelve, then he should be fucking fired, right? The the Browns had good plays in the last two seasons. They also won one game. The idea that he's still a coach is nonsensical. Okay, let's say they win seven. Just because you go peace be on earth and then fuck a kid doesn't mean that it's like, hey man, the peace thing was cool. It was, yeah, it was but again, pretty, again, you, you're anyway. I, I don't, I don't want to go into this because it's not, that's not going to be this type of show. It's just not, not today. Okay, I, I don't, I don't got the patience for it. Great, but I will say, if the Browns win seven games, you know, I had somebody. It's funny because I had somebody. I did them. This is incredible because we talked about religion a couple episodes ago when you're when we talked about your mom and sharks and the whole thing. Do you know I did? I know you love Shark Week. I actually did some research. Do you know you're 100 times more likely to get molested by a priest in the United States of America than you are to get attacked by a shark? What? Who's doing that stat? Well, I... I'm not disagreeing. I just right? want to know. So here's the deal. Once... So two people a year in the United States of America, this is including Hawaii, two people a year get attacked by a shark. One person every two years is fatally injured by a shark in the United States of America. Since 1950, 
we average 205 people that openly and publicly accuse a priest of molesting them. That's just the people who accuse them. Two shark attacks a year, 205 so, accusations of priest molestation. But, uh, You're but 100 times more likely to get molested by a Catholic priest but in what's America. what's your point? My point is this shit's happening a lot. Yeah, but again, if you took the overall percentage, to me, that this is like the cop thing. This is like the bad cop thing. It's like if you take the overall percentages of everyday life, right? Mm-hmm. Like th- this, this is my whole thing on the cop thing. It doesn't mean that there aren't bad cops out there. It doesn't mean that there aren't bad teachers oh, out no, there. No, no well, one's. By the way, uh, I don't think anybody's argument is all cops are bad. I think the argument is that if you have a bad cop who you know is a piece of shit and you protect him because you're both cops that you are just as much responsible for anything that happens to somebody because of that guy. Well, sure. If you hide behind the blue coat of silence and you don't rat out a cop, and I've said this, this goes both ways. I've said this on many shows, and I'll say this about, I'll say this to the Black Lives Matter people too. If you want cops to start ratting on other cops, start ratting on drug dealers in your neighborhood. Start ratting on people who have fucking illegal guns in your neighborhood. Don't hide behind snitches get stitches and then want cops to rat on other cops. Because it's the exact same thing. So, but if you're a cop and you know a cop is abusive to people, you know a cop shoots people and you don't fucking say shit, you're just as responsible. That's that's the church. The church is like, yeah, he fucked somebody. Send him to another church. No, you're, you basically all just fucked a kid. Even though you didn't physically, you're just as responsible. And if you know that happened to your church and you still go and give them money, you're responsible. That's how it works. So, if Baker Mayfield walks in, yeah, and he sees Josh Gordon smoking crack, what does crack have to do with anything? Does he snitch on him? Why? What is what? Because what? Crack's illegal. That's a stupid rule. If Josh Gordon's better at playing wide receiver while he's smoking crack, he's not responsible at all. Who's he ratting him out to? The cops? The coach? All I know is this is the perfect time to talk about Labor Day weekend and how I'm excited to go to see University of Cincinnati. Where are they playing? At the Rose Bowl. UCLA. Wow. Chip Kelly's debut as a Bruin head coach is Saturday. It's an ESPN game. For example, the athletic director at the UCLA promotes racism. Please continue. So I was looking on SeatGeek. Yep. I love when you do that during the ad read. That that, that always helps the show. You hadn't even said the word yet. I already said SeatGeek. I was looking on SeatGeek last night just for local stuff, and I had no clue. And I was like, holy shit, Cincinnati's coming out here. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Saturday. It's a 4 p.m. game. Are you going to tailgate? Are you going to go out on the golf course? My buddy's in town. Tickets are pretty cheap on SeatGeek. And I love it because my buddy's never been to the Rose Bowl. And like you said, tailgate scene's great. It's fantastic. I saw I saw tickets. You know, it's not a big game, and both teams are going to be garbage. I saw tickets as low as twenty five dollars. Are both teams going to be garbage? I bet you Chip Kelly's UCLA team surprises some people. They're picked to go like middle of the pack, six and six. Really? Yeah. Jeez. The, the people have the Browns at five and a half wins, and Chip Kelly's a college team at six wins. I'll take the over. 
Well, Dirtballs, if you want to meet us at the Rose Bowl or go to any— Meet you at the Rose Bowl. I won't be there. That's right. You're not going to be there. Yeah. Or go to any— I'll be in San Francisco. Maybe using SeatGeek. Yeah. Well, I'll be at a game that day as well. I'll be at a Giants-Mets game. So if you're up in the Bay and you want to meet me at a different bowl-shaped stadium— Go on SeatGeek. SeatGeek! Because all Dirtballs get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. You like that? I love that. Little David Letterman-esque. Mic drop. I didn't know how that would work with the fan. I'm so happy about that fan, by the way. It's a nice fan, fam. It has changed <laughs> the whole apartment. So this is great, by the way. I just got this. Uh, uh, I got a message from the only, still the only Hall of Fame dirtball, right? Uh, how much from Stanga. Jesse Stenga? How much in your Venmo to start chugging Miller Lights live on YouTube? This is a rabble shit, fam. Wait, and, is it going to Pranos? It's, and then, oh, by the way, did I show you this? I showed I showed Andy Lazarus this. This is my new fucking shit, bro. Check this out. Can't wait to show this off on YouTube. It's my black card, fam. Venmo black card. A Venmo. Hold that up to the camera. Can you do that? You can get a Venmo card. This is dope. So everything, I can just pay for shit straight from my Venmo account. So... I just got Dame Dash, our boy from uh, Baltimore, just threw $5 in my Venmo. I'm going to say this. If I get to Patrick Ewing's $33 in my Venmo during the course of this live YouTube podcast, I will start slamming Miller Lights. And it's going to you? It's not going to the Thust Fund? It's all part of the life's Thust Fund. The fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> my Venmo... We're $5 there. My Venmo is 100% towards the show. This, this is, is towards the show. What's Where's Kobe Bryant shot challenge rank on like what's been done for this show? Great, great moments in dirty sports history. Where does the Kobe Bryant shot challenge land? Maybe one. <laughs> you didn't even try. You're like, maybe one. I kept you alive, Prano. I know. I appreciate that. I was your Lamar. I, I was your Lamar Odom in that. <laughs> You're my Lamar Odom, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I was your little sidekick there. It's time to start slamming some Miller Lights. Well, I do want to say to everybody listening, we are. I am speaking of this the Smut Studio. I just want to let everybody know the. The, the renovation or the makeover, whatever the fuck you want to call it, yep. is still in the works. In fact, I'm about to drop money on a 55-inch TV, slap it on that wall over there, because once I get back, I told Joe, and Joe was like totally down for this, we want to do bring back the old rabble, but on YouTube. Yeah. Just so, some live game watching. Live broadcasting. We'll get a big TV there. and, and I, I, I even threw out to you last night the idea of potentially a contest for a dirt ball to sit right here for a football Sunday. Did I throw that out to you? You did. Open door policy. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is big news, though. I know. We have not decided how this will all run yet, but there was talk of flying a dirt ball in for a football Sunday, a 10 a.m., a 1 p.m., a Sunday night football, slamming Miller lights with no chill, wearing cargo shorts with old denty. <laughs> anyway, I'm at Joe Prano on Venmo. <laughs> How the tide has turned. I love this. A month ago, he's not watching the NFL. He wants no part of it. Well, now but, we're talking about Sunday bonanzas I'm a in my of, apartment. I'm a man of principle. I was I was out and I and Andy, I know you were very worried about it, but I have to tell you, you should be worried again because if they make a fucking rule, I'm out again. I'm turnt for the NFL right now because they smartly bailed on this whole fucking thing and look are is there still significant issues with the nfl like they the browns just cut somebody over a white collar crime meanwhile you know guys are beating their wives and throwing them on on top of piles of machine guns and still fucking <laughs> working now i understand that's an owner to owner basis right jerry jones garbage person i think we can all agree that that's a fact um bro I mean, we got. We should almost play troll moron with him. Yeah, the eighteen game shit. We got to bring it up. Let's bring it up. I didn't see the quote, so you tell me what he said. But in, like, unless the quote was, "There should be an eighteen game season because we'll get rid of two preseason." I mean, what's the reasoning here? Jerry Jones thinks eighteen games is safer. This is his exact quote on radio. In Dallas, I think candidly, it's probably physically better for players than it is to have the longer preseason, the longer practicing. Our studies, well, first of all, studies, this guy's running a science experiment. Our studies show that we actually have a ramped up injury situation with players during preseason as opposed to the injury factor in the regular season. So he's saying... It would be safer to play two more regular season games and two less preseason games. Correct. I'm not sure he's wrong, but I think that that's misleading because in the preseason, you're more likely that somebody get hurt who's not actually a factor for your team. Right. There's certainly a significantly. Exactly. There's a significantly greater chance that Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the regular season than in the preseason. Yeah. But if but if you're just taking player X and let's look through the silver lining here, let's just fucking cut out all the bullshit. Jerry Jones. All he wants. Is a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we heard what Ryan, we heard right here on this couch what Ryan Grant had to say about Jerry Jones. Yeah, Jerry Jones wants two more games because that equals two more packed games of revenue for the Dallas Cowboys. Right, of course. You sick old fuck. Yeah. No, he's a fucking creep. Is, is there a worse owner in the NFL? Uh, is there a worse owner? Like, like human being wise? I'm trying to think because I I don't know 
off the top of my head. Like there any- could be, there could be. I think Jerry Jones wants the Cowboys to win, so I'll give him that. Like you know what I'm saying. I think Jerry Jones makes moves he thinks will get the team to win, but. I'm talking about as far as no, I don't, yeah, a I mean, human being. I mean, off the top of my head, no, because like well, I can't, I can't think of any other team off the top of my head that consistently will be like, yeah, we'll take it, we'll take that scumbag. I mean, so your I, boy in Cincinnati. Oh, he's he's up there, Mike Brown. But you know what's crazy? So I watched. You know, I love the Football Life on NFL Network. Like, I think it's just a great like documentary show. So I had some old ones queued up. I put you onto the football life. Don't forget that. You love taking. You love taking credit for everything. I did. I remember. I was like, you know, you watch a football life. You're like, what? I'm like a when football did, life. When did you put me onto that, bro? I'm the biggest NFL Network fan of it. In fact, I'm keeping cable simply because you basically have to keep cable or go Roku. Fuck that noise to keep NFL Network. That's how much I love the NFL Network because I love Dion. I love LT. Like I love their. So Can we stop calling it Ladainian Tomlinson LT. By the way, can we stop that? This is this is I, this is this is something I have beef with. I was like, is LT on the fucking NFL Network now? And then I'm like, oh, Ladainian Tomlinson. Anyway, my point. I watched an old Football Life. I had queued for like two years in my stupid DVR. It was Emmett Smith. One, he rushed for a thousand. I know, obviously, he broke Walter Payton's record. He had eleven straight seasons where he rushed for a thousand yards. Yep, like, that's not going to happen again with longevity. No, probably not. Two, I mean, th- Saquon Barkley will probably do, but uh, otherwise, two. I go, I go down a big Dallas Cowboys rabbit hole right because of that. We're talking about Jerry Jones. That's yep. the reason I'm bringing this up. Jimmy Johnson wins two fucking titles. And Jerry Jones fires him. Not fi- he basically left, then he goes to yeah. Miami. But the point is, because of ego and because Jimmy Johnson was like, no, dude, like, let me handle the personnel. Right. We were 1-15. in 15. Cuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he, was, you know, he was pretty upset about being cucked nationally every week by Jimmy Johnson's fucking great hair. He's got that shitty bald cuck hair. And Jimmy Johnson was like, "Where did this cuck thing come from?" Yeah, because that's I, that's what I've noticed. You know, I know cuck was big a while ago, but what I've noticed is like, it's it's cuck revenge that's a lot of decisions. A lot of times when people are a fucking beta little fucking cuck, they act out, and that's what like that that's that's Kobe. You know what I mean? That's fucking Jerry Jones. Paul Pierce. It's like that's Paul Pierce. It's like you can't handle. That this dude's just bitching you, so you're gonna you're gonna use your power to fight back. But when has this ever happened? They just won two Super Bowls. Jimmy Johnson again, Prano. They went one in fifteen his first year. Yeah, dude. People don't realize they went they went one in fifteen. What was it? Two two years later, three years later, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that just doesn't happen in the NFL. And then, but it's. And then, it's exactly the Kobe Bryant situation. And then Switzer gets one. And it's like, but this is Jimmy Johnson's team. Yeah, it's all his players. And they could have kept going. And they could have kept going. And they could have kept going. Like, that was a potential, like, true dynasty. They won three in four years. Yeah. And you're right. They could have got five. You think they lose that one in the middle to fucking the 49ers? If they have Jimmy Johnson? Fuck no. 
They went four in a row. You think Jimmy Johnson's letting like fucking Dion leave? Actually, I think Dion went. He won San Francisco, then he went to Dallas. Yeah, but I'm saying, do you think they let him leave after that? I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like Jerry Jones, and dude, you know, so Jerry Jones went to Arkansas. Yeah. So did Jimmy Johnson. I know they the, played on the fucking same team together. One was an alpha, one was a cuck. But that's my point. Like this is your old homeboy. Yeah. You you can't work with him because he was getting all the credit, as he should. Right, of course. Dude, it would be the equivalent of now. This is this is one hundred percent. It'd be the equivalent of the Browns winning the Super Bowl next year, next fucking year. Yeah, that's how quickly he turned them around. Fucking cock. <laughs> I'm running with it too. Grab another beer. And while you do that, we got to get into the Aaron Rodgers thing. So, Tell them all the stats and I'll be... Yeah, I'll break it down for him. So Aaron Rodgers signed the record-breaking deal today, as we all know. Let me pull up the numbers on this bad boy. Pull up from my boy Adam Schefter. Old, Sh- old Shefty. So this deal continues a deal he already had in place to be worth anywhere from 176 to $180 million. The big number here is the guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers becomes the highest uh, guarantee ever as far as money. He will have $103 million guaranteed. But here's what's even crazier. He will have $67 million guaranteed before the next calendar year, so before the end of this year. He will have $80 million in guaranteed money, Aaron Rodgers, by next St. Patrick's Day. I... Eighty million. It's almost like right on the right on the heels of the Odell deal. He was like, "Yo, we need to go a hundred milli." Like that's crazy. That's crazy. A he's gonna get a hundred million guaranteed. But not only that, he's getting eighty million. I, no, no matter the sport, you don't see this. They're going to hand over $80 million to him Good before next year. Good. First of all, I'm pro these guys fucking getting their money. Yeah. I'm super pro this. And in the end, uh, it it doesn't necessarily bode well for your football team to have to hand over all that money. Like, if you're a fan of just your team winning at all costs, you should not be a fan of this. But I'm a fan of this because in the end, this, this is what I was talking about. When we, when we talked about me not watching, we were talking about curbing your players' free speech. We're talking about not guaranteed contracts. We're talking about all the reasons that guys would n- stop playing football. And go play something where they do have guaranteed money. And go play something where they can wear whatever sneakers they want. And fucking wear whatever t-shirts they want with warm-ups. But now... It's all changed. And because... I, but not just him. All these guys. Running backs are getting money again. The Bengals are throwing guaranteed money at defensive tackles. Good. Good. I love football. 
I watch the NFL when the Giants are three and thirteen. I watch the NFL when the Giants are fourteen and two. I watch the NFL no matter what the Giants are doing. I'm watching the NFL. Yeah, I'm not watching the NFL if it becomes the WNBA, where second-rate athletes are playing. I'm out. I don't care. Brittany Griner would disagree with you. Brittany, that's a joke. Do you want to talk about that after this? Because that, I, that's a joke. She's a dude. She's a he, and she still wouldn't beat fucking Boogie Cousins. All right, well, we'll get to that in a we'll minute. We'll get to that. Get, get to this your Aaron Rodgers shit. This is good for I agree. We the agree. NFL. This is good for football. It's good for this everybody. This is just good. Fuck the NFL. It's good business. This is good for football. It's good business. It's great. Good for Aaron Rodgers. You, he could die out there. He could. You could die. Somebody will die out there eventually. Yeah. You're putting your life on the line. Pay him. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No, I agree. He you deserves know I'm it. Not a, you know I'm not a big military guy, right? You know I'm pretty anti-fucking war, and we put trillions and trillions of dollars into that. Give it to the people who are signing up to do it. Take care of them for life. I'm on board. Let's go. Okay? We don't need fucking tanks that are also helicopters, that are also drones, that are also submarines. Fuck all that shit. Give it to the people who fucking deserve it. He's out there. He's willing to die. He probably won't, but he might. Also, my Venmo's blowing up, so I'm you, definitely going to have to slam this. You slam the beer. Jesus just Jesus alone just paid me for give me bruh, but get wasted. <laughs> he just gave me $33 alone, so you better this is sh- happening. I'm going to be the tax guy. You better show me all, all this stuff. The percentage is going into the Thust Fund. Thust. All right, so Prano is now chugging a beer in a plastic cup, courtesy of Costco. It's where I get everything at this point. Chugging it pretty good for a 39-year-old man. And wow, it is finished. Holy shit. I'm ready to die out here. Ready to die out here for this. He's got the glossy eyes right now. Looks like the first time he's uh, chugged a beer in a while. Uh, I mean, a while would be... I don't know about a while. Certainly Bro, weeks. your eyes. Holy shit. That happens when you fucking slam jam a beer. I don't know. I haven't done it forever. Well, I'm going to go get another one, even though I have a little leftover in that beer. I'm going to go get another one because, I mean, it's on now. Some old school rabble shit up in the house. What else are we talking about, Andy? The Bengals contracts? Yeah, let's talk about it. Look at you leading the segue for me. So Cincinnati Bengals are throwing some money around themselves. My old Bengals. The old mistress I can't leave. Yesterday they threw... Two massive deals at their defensive line, Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins. And I actually called Prano about this one because I, I have strong opinions on this. They gave Geno Atkins the biggest deal ever. I know it sounds weird. Let me try to phrase this. The biggest deal ever for anyone over 30 who's not a quarterback. Biggest deal ever for anyone over th- All positions. All positions. And what did he get? What's his deal? The biggest average salary uh, as far as yearly numbers. He is getting, let me pull it up. Again, a bowl, old Shefty. Do you know Atkins signed a four-year 60? Meanwhile, Schefter makes $16 an hour. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know Atkins signed a four-year $65.3 million deal? 
Jeez. Again, four year loaded heavy in the front. Twenty five million in his first year. More than fifty percent of the contract in the first two years. Sixteen point five million yearly average. I'm sorry, sixteen point three million. Now it, I'm it, just gonna go ahead and say it. I know they did this for him and Dunlop together. Dunlop got forty five for three years. And I know Donald has a contract coming. Well that's that plays into it. But to me, just as a football fan slash podcast host slash you know, I don't want to say I'm an analyst, but like I analyze the game, obviously. Interior lineman? Well, Dunlap's a DN, but yeah, Geno Atkins is an interior lineman. Right, and he got more. $63 million? Like, show me the value. Well, I agree. I just, I look at like the value in terms of how much more production... Does he give you then a guy you pay $700,000? He gives you 50 times the production? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm like this is a serious I'm, question. I I'm I'm sorry. I a lot going on tonight. A lot. I have to read this YouTube comment. Great. This is a great YouTube comment from Joey Capuana. Every time Prano talks about chugging beer, Ruther looks at him like he's a sad housewife. <laughs> now, Walt, you got to calm down on Wednesdays. Prano chug a beer out of Ruther's dent. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're out of control tonight. You guys are on fire. See, this is the stuff, Ruther. Let's see how we're doing. I mean, Jesus is the last donation, so I, that's when I slammed one. Well, back to the discussion, though, about the Bengals. I agree with you, and that was my thought. And not only that, Geno Atkins, who's drafted, both him and Carlos Dunlap were drafted in 2010. Right. I, look, I think, I think they're both fantastic Well, they players. are. They're, they're, they're the number one duo for sack leaders in the NFL the last three years. I think they're both fantastic players. So they're great. But also— But, again, to add on to what you're saying, Geno Atkins, guys, is 30. He's 30. You're given four more years. You talk about the guys. They talk about running backs taking the hits. D-linemen? Every down? Here's the thing, too. Here's my— How much is he—where is he going to be out in four years? Here's my interior lineman thing. Let's say he's amazing, right? Well, he is right now. But, I mean, let's say he continues to be amazing for four years. But also, let's say he is now. It's it's hard to, like— but let's say he sacks let's say he gets 20 sacks next year he's still a 20 sack defensive tackle that's different than a guy who comes off the edge how many defensive tackles do you see with strip sacks like that tends to be a guy coming off the edge well that's dunlap i understand that my point is I'm talking about the bigger number here. The guy who got $63 million. I understand they went all in on both of them. But I'm talking about Donald. I'm talking about Sue. 
I want all these guys to get paid. Again, I, do I give a single fuck that the Cincinnati Bengals overpaid two fucking... I don't care. Great. Everybody, get paid. Like, fucking, let's have let's throw money out the, the buildings. I don't care. Yeah. Great. Make all the money you want. But I'm talking about value. Khalil Mack's out there looking for a contract. To me, he's worth so much more than all of these guys. Sure. I'd agree. Because it's just the dynamic... He can change the game. ...plays that come from... Being a linebacker slash DN coming the off the fumbles, edge. the interceptions, the whole nine yards. Yeah. I get it. I agree. So to me, when you say the most guaranteed money ever for someone over thirty, not a quarterback, is a defensive tackle with the most the highest average salary. Right. Still, that's crazy to me. I agree. Yeah, it's wild. It's reckless. And. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers getting $100 million. We're all like, good for Aaron Rodgers. And this guy and it's like, why can't I get my $60 million? It's like, because value. Value. When you, we talk about the difference between a $700,000 defensive tackle and a $15 million defensive tackle, do the math. The difference between Aaron Rodgers and a quarterback that's a rookie the, the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield is the uh, whole world. The, t- the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Blake Bortles is the difference between the Jacksonville Jaguars last year winning every single game and the Green Bay Packers not making the playoffs. Swap those two quarterbacks. We're talking about it. We're, we're going, are the Jacksonville Jaguars ever going to lose again? Right? Yeah. I'd agree. I mean, that's why, and we're going back to it, and I'm not going back to it for the sake of saying, like, oh, my God, let's take a shit on Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson had the best defense in football. You give a an Aaron Rodgers type that shit, you're talking about going, what could this team accomplish? What could – will they ever lose? Peyton Manning had the best defense in football. He couldn't even He couldn't even throw 20 yards downfield. They won a Super Bowl. The quarterback value we're, is everything. Well, of course, but we're also talking about when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest of all time. A hundred percent. And also, here's what I'll say too. There is it is a double edged sword when you give somebody that much money. You have that much less money to spend elsewhere. The Seahawks were winning when Russell Wilson was a rookie contract. Now Russell Wilson's the $20 million guy. They're missing the playoffs. Same goes for Eli Manning. Eli Manning is now 37 years old. He's making $20 million a year. When Eli Manning won his Super Bowl in 2007, that's a different fucking cap number. It's a very delicate game to play. But to give a defensive lineman $60 million guaranteed? It's a reckless decision. Reckless. How many chili dogs could Geno Atkins buy? Somebody should do the math on that. <laughs> at Skyline for $65 million. You probably can get like, tell me about Skyline. Can you get like, do you get a deal if you buy like 12 chili dogs? They you know, do like Crave cases. I'm going to say it right now about Skyline. They do it gold star. Skyline's way over fucking priced. I noticed that last time when I was in town. Skyline, you can do a Crave case at Gold Star, which is, my, which is what I prefer. But... I want to give some I mean, love. They'll call it a Crave case, right? Crave case is trademarked. Obviously. 
Where did we go that night? I was so banged up. Didn't we go to White Castle? Where did we go? To, did we do it in Cincinnati? Yeah. Remember when I was all banged up that one day? Oh, fuck. You were pissing me off. Didn't I piss in your brother's sink? Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> Pissed in your brother's basement sink. We we went to White Ca- We went to the White Castle because they moved it. It's ironically... You were wearing the Harry Potter glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when Periscope was the hot shit. God, Chicago's about to be lit. Oh, it's going to be insane. Yeah, we went, and you were being so fucking rude, man, to the woman at the drive-thru. And, like... I was so mad at you for that. I was like, dude, this poor. So then you locked me in a dark basement with zero lights. I didn't. Lock I woke you. up in the middle of the night like I was in some sort of fucking uh, escape room. <laughs> I finally found myself found found my way into a back area and pissed in your brother's like industrial sink. I was like, I gotta piss. At least I'm p- pissing in something that has like a fucking drain in it. By the way, it's called a coney crate. I see from Jay Lloyd in the comments. Section. Okay, a coney crate. You know what's great though, and I saw Jay Lloyd met the refined dirt baller Gene Marty Hunt. Next time you come, to Cincinnati, Next time you come to Cincinnati, which I, you're probably going to say, there's never going to be a next time. Not if I can afford Montgomery to, uh, Inn. That's what and Eddie Ift will vouch. Eddie has okay. had it shipped. It's out. a bar, ribs. Oh, okay, and Eddie, and you know how Eddie's a snob. I love me some ribs. You know how Eddie's a snob. Yeah, he's had it shipped out here before. He vouches that's how good it is. It's in Cincinnati? And I don't know why I've never taken you there. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I go get fucking macaroni in plastic dishes with chili on top. There's a ribs place? It's like known, really well known. I'm all about ribs. I love me some ribs. Yeah. Go to Montgomery Inn. I had ribs. I did I did the girl who was in Kansas City. We did the I made her do the like the ribs tour. Like we did all the rib spots, yeah, in, in uh thing, and fuck, man, some good Casey barbecue. That's the best place I've had ribs. I forget the name of the spot. I'm sure somebody will chime in on the YouTube. Dude, I had Aussie pies today on Main Street, bro, bro. Good shit, right, dude? I'll tell you what, though, not cheap, not cheap at all. You know what's better? You know as you know as. Almost as good pies, value, bro. That's the that's the fucking Geno Atkins of pies. I got the fucking I got the I got the snacks Harrison of pies. Cock and bowl. Curry, chicken pie, Guinness pie. Really? Cock and bowl? Yeah, bro. Cock and bowl is low key uh, the, one of the best bars on the west side. Oh, get the fuck out of here. It is. Dude, we've we've eaten there twice now. You know, I wasn't that I wasn't value. Now, it's overpriced by the way they're closing. Yeah, because it's overpriced. In two days. No one goes because it's overpriced. I've eaten no, there twice. Well, I ordered one to go. 20 bucks. Well, no, you're not going to believe it. So I ordered one to eat and then there. And like, give me peas. And they were like, it's an extra $7. So I ate one there. I did the uh, I did the brisket, which is wrapped in mac and cheese instead of the normal bread. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then I did uh, I did the steak one to go, but I also got some sides. Guess how much those two things cost? Thirty five dollars. Thirty seven bucks. Yeah. Rid- ridiculously overpriced. Yeah. It's still just a fucking. It's still a you know a pastry, a puff pastry with fucking meat in it. You know what that? You know what that? You know what two pies cost you at fucking Cock and Bowl? Twelve bucks. 
You telling me that's not a better deal? All right, I'll check out Cockable, but is it as good? The 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 pie I had today was fucking good, man. It's is it as good? No. By the way, some Aussies came value. in. Value some an Aussie fan. You know how there's so many Australians out here. Yeah. An Aussie family came in, and he's like, "Oh, we we heard there's an we wanted to check it out," and they were kind of they were they were. <laughs> They were fucking dicks, dude. Oh yeah, and they left. Aussies are fucking cunts. And then, and then I asked. There was, there was like two cute girls working. What? Wait, how? Why were they dicks? Because that you could see they were judging. They came in. It was, it was, it was a wife and and a husband and like a little kid, and they were just judging away. And I was the only one in there because my bike was getting fixed. By the way, the bike looks great. Like I'm ready to go to San Francisco. You're not riding that bike to San Francisco. That'll never make it. The bike looks phenomenal. It lo- what it looks like and what its ability is. It's been fully tuned different. up. How, have we been doing a three-hour podcast? What's happening here? I feel like we've talked about three things that were on your rundown, which I did read, even though I say for comedy purposes that I don't. All right. Well, hold on. Let me hop into the YouTube comments real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm, there's so much shade towards me. I'm $2 away from the GOAT Jerry Rice's 80. How when, much- I, when I get up to GOAT number... Second one goes down. How much money would it take for Ruther to take? How much money would it take for Ruther to take? And I'll go bigger than a a beer. I'm putting this all in there for the for when I get to the goat number. To take a dab at the real fisherman house in Chicago. Hashtag super stoned crawler. Oh, see, I like this. Dabs for dollars. Dollars for dabs. I, I don't know, man. I, I had a brain injury. I don't want to fuck with my brain too hard. With cannabis, bro? I don't know, Get man. Get your boys, Will and Marty back here to tell you they ain't going to fuck up your brain. This this is, this podcast is out of control. Everybody wants to see the bike now. It's just it's lit. It's just. <laughs> Show them the bike. All right. While I do that, you want to talk? You want to move on to some baseball stuff? Sure. Let's do it. Can you talk about? Because you know more about this shit than me. Yeah. What are we talking? Talk about, about the Cardinals. You probably talked about it today on uh, slides. But Cardinals hiring uh, Mike. Shit. We did we did not talk about this? Mike today. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that's that. my shit. Mike shit. He's done a killer job as their manager. Yeah. They hired him full time. I mean, they're gonna make the playoffs. They fire their manager during the season because, and and I don't know if you remember this, Andy, on our baseball preview, but I picked the Cardinals to be the NL World Series uh, team because it just seems like every few years the Cardinals are a World Series team, and they start out this year. It was it Matheny? Yeah. Shit. They're drastically underachieving. They fire him, completely turns around the team. How do you not hire the guy? I believe they've had the best record in baseball since he took over. They're currently leading the wild card. And, I mean, to go from where they were to into the playoffs, how do you not hire the guy? How do you not hire him? How do they not? How do your Reds not hire Riggleman? Yeah, they better. I agree. To it, like, don't overthink it. You know what I mean. Don't fucking overthink it. The Cardinals, as much as I hate them, dude, they're, they're like you were saying. When's the last time the Cardinals just had a bad year? They're always there in playoff yeah, contention. I mean, it, you know, 
No, but when the whole like, the whole Cardinals fans are the best fans. Well, that's s- annoying. Shove that up your ass. But the Cardinals franchise being like a consistent, they're like the Packers. It's like or like the Steelers. Yeah, if you miss the playoffs, it's like a big deal. That's what I'm saying. And and they missed them last year. Yeah, and they're right now they're a playoff team. Matt Carpenter. I I don't know if you see Matt Carpenter's stats. As of May 15th, he was one of the worst everyday players in all of baseball. He might win the NL MVP. Carpenter? Yeah. God, I I really haven't been paying attention. Got that beard. Wearing that fucking M13. Yo, fool. Or 13, fool. Would you call him a fantasy-dominant player, Matt Carpenter? Sure. For for the sake of a ad read, I'll call him my fucking mom. All right, what do we got going on there? A little pro football focus. Oh, I thought this is some sort of new baseball fantasy league. Well, no, I you know I forgot to bring this up, but we were discussing all the numbers and Atkins and Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'll tell you what, pro football focus will help you determine value. It's all about value to me. It's all about value. Yep, that's right, because they use their exclusive data on every play of every game to bring you the best fantasy insights and advice. You can also join PFF Edge, Joe. That gives you full access to player projections, fantasy draft resources, positional matchup charts, and, of course, their award-winning fantasy content. If you're a high-stakes player, you can also sign. You can step up to PFF Elite. they got all these different levels for more exclusive stats. Guys... PFF Fantasy leads you to victory with data-driven projections. Love me some facts. I'm a big fan of facts. Facts. Expert rankings and roster advice facts. all year long. From draft night through the playoffs, the experts at PFF will give your team the inside advantage. And again, guys, if you guys want all these great stats, charts, facts, join, facts. join PFF Fantasy and prepare to win. Sign up now. At ProFootballFocus.com. That's ProFootballFocus.com. Promo code FACTS. There's no promo code here. <laughs> Just ProFootballFocus.com. Sign up today. I'm getting so much shade now for the bike. What is up with you guys tonight? There's people calling you out on the bike. You can barely see the bike. The bike was too close. Stanga. Ruther Pee Wee Herman wants his bike back. Oh, where did you buy that basement of the Alamo? Shade. That bike is for a 60-year-old? Jesus. <laughs> Ruther is like 46. Man. Unbelievable. It's all right, Prano. You know, you read Jordan Peterson, you don't get mad. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I have chilled my life out. You're like, who needs a bike to pick up chicks? When I just need one chick. I don't know. <laughs> what do you want from me, bro? I haven't read the books. I don't listen to Rogan. Yeah. Sue me. I don't think I'm going on a bike ride with a lady tomorrow. Yeah? yeah. Which lady is this? Don't worry about it. Jesus, I shouldn't have opened my mouth. Wait, come on. No. You give me a give me a little hint. Is it the one lady that I think it might be, or is it a different lady? Is it a lady from an app, or is it a lady from real life? Real life. Okay. Look at you. How's that work? You're like, I'll meet you over at your place with my bike. 
Uh, I was asked, um, hey, we should go for a bike ride around the sunset time. I said, that'd be great. Around the sunset time. Yeah. Was that, was it, are you going out on a bike ride with Norm MacDonald? <laughs> hey there, we should go for a bike ride there. Uh, sunset time. I'll show you my cack. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody on YouTube as Andy Ranta. R-A-N-T-A. Now I'm getting... Oh, I know Andy. I'm not going to shout out how I know who Andy is. But uh, I slid into my DMs today. That's his real name? That's his real name. Pretty close to Ruther. Andy Ranta. Yo, Andy, we're two bucks away from uh, me slamming this beer. Chicago's going to be out of control. Slide some of that fucking crypto money my way. Guys, if you're in the area, again, this podcast is all over the map. But you know what? I'm actually having a great time. That's the best part. I am. I'm having a great time. And I love this. I love the interactions. Fucking subscribe on YouTube. And if you're going to be in the area, go to fucking Chicago. I texted... I texted, Iraq. I texted three of my buddies today. Okay. Three of my college buddies. That all live in Chicago? One guy is like losing his mind. He's like, wait a second. The one dude goes, send me the location. And of what? Of uh the uh god damn it, the comedy bar. Okay. And of the show. And he wrote, that's literally right next to where I work. He's like, done and done, and I'm bringing people. I think we're gonna have a good turnout. And I haven't even advertised on Facebook. I was just at uh, Poncho's, which is a, com- a nice comedy show here in L.A. in down in Manhattan Beach on Monday. Brady Matthews was there. He's headlining there this weekend. He's like, dude, you guys are going to have a fucking blast. He's like, it's so fun. It's such a good time. They're always packed, which, by the way, I'm, I'm glad that this came up because I want to say this. He said they sell out their shows. Like, no matter who's there, ah, it doesn't matter. So so, get your tickets. It, yeah. If you're a dirtball and you're thinking about coming to the shows, there are, I believe, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. Get your tickets now. Nothing would make me more upset than a dirtball coming to Chicago for the sole purpose of seeing us do comedy and not getting a ticket to the show. Yeah. Apparently they sell it out Doesn't matter who the headliner is Doesn't matter who's performing Because it's not the biggest venue And it's also not like a club It's a club where I could headline Which I say in a great way You know what I mean It's like they don't need somebody to draw for them They just draw as a club They know what they're doing They just draw as a club So get your tickets now Yeah Do we have a link for that? I'm, uh, cause I, Comedybar.com Well we do But then we also have Just so dirtballs know An Eventbrite Yeah we have DirtySportsLive.Eventbrite.com Again that's DirtySportsLive.Eventbrite.com And again that will be In the description Of The podcast So yeah I'm, I'm stoked Prano It's gonna be a lot of fun dude You're already looking at Twitter What's going on over there well, I've seen a lot of people calling me, calling for me to chug beers, which I will. I mean, look, uh, I'm a man of the people. I've said that before. I was trying to get us. I was just trying to get two more dollars, get to the goat number. You know, seventy-eight. I'm sure somebody wore seventy-eight. So here's in honor of that guy. All right. So Prino's chugging his second beer. Pretty impressive for a 39-year-old male. I mean, it's no Kobe Bryant shot challenge, but. 39, half of? 
78. I'll be still doing this when I'm 78, Ruther. You getting drunk tonight? I'll still be a feature probably at 78, too. Oh, but I'll stop it. <laughs> you got to set the bar high. Headlining, Chicago. Exactly. Can't wait. You know, to bring up Jordan Peterson, Frano. You Please can, don't. You can't compare... You compare yourself how you were yesterday or the day before that. So you're improving. Don't okay. compare. Don't compare yourself against others. That's what he always preaches. And it's a great model. Look, you just got that two bucks. I mean, if we get to a cool hundred, I'll throw down a third. Even though you're completely out of Miller Lights, and I would have to chug an IPA, and I would definitely throw up. I mean, I don't know how much more we got to talk about. I do want to bring up this NBA new this new NBA role. Because it's more kudos to the NBA. Yeah, let's let's do a quick. Let's since we're talking basketball, let's do a quick thing on the uh, oh Brittany Griner thing, and then we'll double back to the shoes. Is that Brittany troll? Griner, is that troll or moron? Both. More, just probably probably moron. I here's what I can. I'm pretty. I've well, said well, this. Hold before. on, people who don't know what we're talking about. Brittany Griner thinks she could legitimately take Demarcus Cousins. One on one in basketball. By the way, Demarcus Cousins is for those of you who are just like loose basketball fans. Boogie Cousins. He is a lunatic. <laughs> he's an NBA All Star and a lunatic. Yeah, he's not. He's not a different Demarcus Cousins. I read somewhere recently that there's like 14 Daryl Williams that play offensive line in the NFL or something. This is not a different DeMarcus Cousins that we're talking about. Yeah. We're not talking about high school. We're not talking about DeMarcus Cousins Jr. We're talking about current NBA all-star DeMarcus Cousins. Brittany Griner should hang herself. (laughs) She should, because she hasn't dunked in five years, get a stepladder, attach a rope to the, the rim, and hang herself from it. Did you hear how deep her voice was? Yeah. I have also said, how long have I been saying? I've been saying since the first episode of Dirty Sports, she is a dude. You think she's a dude? She has she was born with a dick? Okay. You've seen her shirtless, right? Yeah. No tits. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Deep voice. I mean, dunks. Like you're not even trying to make a joke here. I'm not making a joke. Brittany Griner's a dude. Brittany Griner's not a good enough dude to play basketball in the NBA. But she's a dude, which is why she dominates the WNBA, because any dude would dominate the WNBA. But the idea that he would beat DeMarcus Cousins, it's like, dude, what? There are guys in the NBA who won't beat DeMarcus Do you know there's not a rule that girls can't play in the NBA? So there's certainly not a rule that guys pretending to be girls can't play in the NBA. If Brittany Griner... Could beat DeMarcus Cousins. Why isn't she making 20 times her salary in the NBA? Well, did you see the end of that clip with Gino uh, Ariema said? Who, by the way, is the greatest women's basketball coach of all time. Did you see what he said? Yeah. he would. It was like a Joe Prano line. Yeah. He goes, I would take him all, <laughs> take out all of my, sell my house, <laughs> and I'd put the money on DeMarcus Cousins. Everything he owned. Yeah. He put on DeMarcus Cousins. Because he understands how basketball works and isn't a fucking, I mean, man parading as a woman, loosely dominating the WNBA. I mean, are they even, are they even in like, isn't isn't the WNBA like finals going on right now? The playoffs are. (laughs) 
<laughs> the comments are on fire. I got to read this one. I got to read this one. From, uh, who, where was it from? Well, she's a he, so. <laughs> from Adam, Adam Farron says, she should hang herself with Hope Solo's beef curtains. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid, dirty sports reference. Oh, now they want me to compete in the WNBA. I thought about it today. The the girls would be too quick for me. They'd be too quick for you. Like like that's so here's That's what I think. But here's the thing. Like if like like if, if WNBA girl came out to Venice Beach, even one my height, she'd be too quick for me. So, but she would. Well, first of all, your height you Battling a girl your height, you're correct. But that's the thing, is they're not my height. That's my joke. That's I'm not joking about the WNBA. It's like it's the same thing as when we played basketball two on two with EJ. Have you seen do you follow EJ on Instagram? Yeah. He just he's just like doing one armed fucking chin ups. And like whatever, it's like cool story, bro. You're five ten. You didn't score a single basket when I guarded He's you. He's shorter than me, actually. Right, but that's my point: is be be in the best shape ever, be the quickest chick ever. It's a physical dominance. The same reason I will fucking dominate half of the WNBA is the reason that I can't exist in the NBA. They're all bigger and stronger than me. Size in athletics is everything. It's everything. Yeah. If you're if you're so let me big, ask, let me ask you this. Hold on. If you're big and you're fast and you're quick, you're LeBron James. So what happens if I take on a WNBA All Star who's five three, you who, who I have six inches on. Well, first of all, there are no WNBA All Stars that are five three. Five three is you don't exist. The only way you exist at five three in any sport. How do you know? Do you is, know this? I'm sh- I'm sure of it because you have to be a freak athlete. Nate Robinson was five six, bro. You're five nine and a half. You're three and a half inches taller. You are closer to Nate Robinson's height significantly than you are to my height. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. He was a midget in the NBA. He had to be a freak. He's able to jump over a seven-foot person. The athletic difference between you and Nate Robinson is the entire athletic spectrum. <laughs> He's a freak. That is sport. Floyd Mayweather has never lost a boxing match, correct? But Floyd Mayweather is not the boxer that yeah. Roy Jones Jr. was. Roy Jones Jr. went up and down weight classes, was fighting all kinds of people. Floyd Mayweather is undefeated because Floyd Mayweather fights a bunch of 149-pound guys. If Floyd Mayweather fought a heavyweight, Floyd Mayweather would die. Sure. That's how sports work. Yeah. If you're Kevin Durant and you're seven feet tall and you're a shooting guard, you're one of the best players ever. Brittany Griner is a, like, to, for her to say that is a joke. 
It's a joke. I think she had to be trolling. I mean, I would hope so. She's just jumping in on the fucking press campaign of like how WNBA players should get paid more and blah, 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 blah. And let's like, and she's trying to fucking, you know. Brittany Griner saying that is the equivalent of like that shithead YouTube star like wanting to box whoever. It's like, I'm just saying shit to say shit. I'm just saying shit to like get press. Yeah. Well, the NBA did make a, a new rule f- starting for next season that players can wear any shoes they want. Great. So great. I mean, am I a big fan of, you know, if if I have, uh, as a Knicks fan, do I want Knicks wearing green shoes? No. I think it's stupid. I would not approve of it. But from a business standpoint, in terms of promoting the NBA, in terms of getting more money from Nike and Under Armour and all those companies, great. Sell or if you're if you're LeBron James, sell orange shoes. Go for it. Yeah. Well, it's just the thing the thing that I take from it is that the NFL is so strict and stringent with their dress code. They basically want to treat the players like they're in military uniform and they have problems with their players association and the and the disparity between the owners and the players and all that whereas the NBA as we've said many times takes a more lenient um gives their players they give them freedom they let express their opinions and they don't have problems so they should take note. It's fun. It's the fastest growing sport. It's the world's game. Like I know people say soccer is the world's game, whatever. But it's like it's the world's game that people actually care about. Uh, it's like, you know, I've heard a lot of arguments about whether it's better to promote the player or the team, right? Like in football, the reason people aren't going to ever stop rooting for whatever team is because they're all in on the Packers or the Bengals or the Giants. It doesn't matter who's playing for them. In the NBA, I mean, we've seen this. Like, we know our your boy Justin Wood, who was on your show, we do his comedy show on Main Street all the time. He's a LeBron fan. He was a Cavs fan. He's, he's already bought Lakers gear. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just – that's just smart because – who gives a single fuck? Like, you know, Carmelo Anthony fans are now fucking Rockets fans. Like, good. Let them go. Let them, be, like, root for, not just root for the player himself, but root for team fucking Nike. Root for team whoever. Be like, I'm a Nike guy. Like, great. The more things that you can be invested in, the better. In the NFL... And and I've talked about this with baseball and basketball. I wear baseball hats of every team besides the Yankees, the Red Sox, or teams in the NL East. I own baseball hats. When we go to Chicago, I'm going to get a White Sox hat. I already have a Cubs hat. I have two Cubs hats. And I fucking hate the Cubs. I have a Dodgers hat. I have a Padres hat. I have an A's hat. I have an Angels hat. NBA. I fucking root for teams. I root for the team LeBron plays on. I root for the Portland Trailblazers with McCollum. I root for the Knicks. In the NFL, I only care about the New York football giants. That's it. What is a more beneficial approach if you're a league? 
have me caring about multiple teams and multiple players or just being like, oh, the Giants are 3-13. and I'm out. We were 3-13 and last year. People don't stand. I'm not watching. You know, people don't, you know, if they're not, if they're not allowed to kneel or stand, whatever, I'm out. Like, it's easy because I don't give a fuck. The NBA gets it. Have them rooting for a million different interests. And great. I mean, I hope people don't go too fucking stupid with it, but great. Let them wear whatever they want. Yeah, who cares? You're wearing a tie-dye, you know? You made this. I know. It's, it's, it was one of my better tie-dye Bill Walton works. It's a great tie-dye. I put it on because yeah. I, was, I was annoyed earlier. I almost wore my tie-dye Bill Walton. That would have been awkward. I was, I was annoyed, so I said I wanted to channel, channel the big old Bill. Throw it down. We got to work on getting Bill on the show before basketball season. That's all you. You've exchanged emails with him. I think you need to bike up to his teepee, bro. <laughs> like, I bike, you bike, we both bike. We both probably listen to the Jordan Peterson. We both saw the Dead and Company. Throw it down, Bill. It's been a fun episode. Is Bill going to be a Lakers fan this year? Because that'd be exciting. Well, hasn't he been since his son took over? I mean, yeah, but he's not like super open about it. Yeah. He's not like an aggressive Lakers fan. But he also is a LeBron slurper. He loves sharing the basketball. Throw it down. Throw it to a different player on your team and let them throw it down. Guys, we'd love to see you in Chicago. Truly. Should we deface the Jordan statue while we're there? I don't hate Jordan. No, I do. Should we <laughs> Should we do that while we're there? Should that be part of our trip? That'd be pretty great. One way to get pressed. We should just put super baggy jeans on the Jordan statue. <laughs> what the fuck is Mike wearing? Unbelievable. Well, it's been fun. Much love to everybody in YouTube. The comments... Had me laughing all episode, and now they are just on fire about how I did 136, apartment 136. Oh, man. That's not okay. Never ends. I think there's still police tape over the door. Really? There was for at it's least- It's still a crime scene? Well, It said it was going to be a crime scene for at least seven days. Wow. Somebody, uh, I think it was Stephen Calandrino who wrote in and said that, I think technically- you don't have to tell people somebody died there unless they ask that that's the rule. Well, what the fuck does he know? <laughs> well, he's like, he's, he's our, uh, he's our make real Ameri- estate cor- He's our Make America yeah. Great correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing against you, Stephen, but like, you know. He's our real estate correspondent. He is? Yeah. All right, well, that's the show. Come out to Chicago. If you're in San Francisco, Prane will be there this weekend. Yeah, I got a show in Newark, California, which is in the East Bay on Friday. I'm doing Bar Fluxus, hella funny comedy, on uh, Saturday. Doing uh, Crow's Nest in Santa Cruz on Sunday. Going to the Giants-Mets games, probably sat- definitely Saturday, probably Sunday. I'm just laughing at the comments. Sorry. We got to do a... We gotta do a we're going to call it like rabble, like retro rabble, where we just like put the YouTube live up. We watch games. Yeah. New Netflix doc, Apartment 136. 
making a dent head. Savage. The dirt balls have no chill. 136 reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, apartment 244, this is your tape. Did you watch that shit? I didn't. Oh, it's so bad. No, I didn't. Guys, yes, love to see you in Chicago. And Prano's right. I'm just going to get a big-ass TV in here. We're going to set it up. And you know what I was thinking? Couldn't I set it up if I got, because I, um, I don't have Apple, what's it called? Uh, Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV. But if I set it up, couldn't we see comments on the big board? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if I got that? For sure. We'll get it all set up. Yeah. Um, we'll get this place as high tech as possible. I was just thinking about it, and I I want to I I want to reiterate what you said. Come to Chicago, but I think this might be my first headlining weekend, Ruther. Is it? I mean, I've headlined, and I've headlined even road shows, but I don't think I've had a weekend where I was the headliner. I think this might be my first headlining weekend. That's awesome. Be a part of history again. Be a part of history. Look, you got to compare. To who you were yesterday. Yeah. Bro, things are looking up. Yeah. And you look up and you see a beautiful fan. Yeah. Things are looking up. There's a fan. It's a fan fam. DirtySports.com. At Fix Your Life on Twitter. At Joe Prano on Instagram. At Andy Ruther. Guys, can't wait to see you guys. Fuck it. Just slide into my DMs. I'm all about it now. You're up, you're up at the Rose Bowl? Let's hang out. You're going to fucking be in Chicago? Let's hang out. You're going to be in Cincinnati? Let's do it. Man, the new Ruther. Remember back in the day, you're like, fuck the dirt balls. I never said fuck the dirt balls, man. And th- like that word never came out of my mouth. I'm, I'm, I, by the way, I sent a bunch of koozies out today, too. Nice. Again. How do you get a koozie if you wanted one? Send me a screenshot using a promo code. Whether that's... SeatGeek? SeatGeek. Flag and Anthem. Harry's. Harry's. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Any of our sponsors. Great. I, I don't send you one. I send you two. A I, screenshot of uh, you buying tickets to the live podcast in Chicago? Yes. A screenshot of you buying tickets to the comedy show this weekend? Yes. Next weekend in Chicago? Buying merchandise. Whatever. Buying merch. I send them one of the old koozies like you have right there, and I send them one of the new ones. They get they get best of both worlds. You send two koozies for this shit. I send two. I have no dirty sports koozies, by the way. Uh, I got a bunch. I got like five hundred. I have a thust koozie. Yeah, you can get it. All right, dirt balls. Thank you for listening. Enjoy, and hopefully we'll see you guys soon. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>